Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Well, hello again with WFAN Daily. It is Sal Licata here to start the new year off fresh. Well, technically, I guess you had an episode yesterday, but I recorded that like last week. So, yeah, I wanted to enjoy vacation a little bit, so we did a little best of. But this is me for real recording live here today on this Tuesday. Well, well, technically, I'm recording Monday night, but it's for this Tuesday morning as it hits you like WFAN Daily does every morning at 4.30 a.m., Get your day started the right way here. And I've been itching to talk about this. Matter of fact, I almost did a bonus pod, but I was like, you know what? Let me re- let me take the, the time off here and then get back at it uh, on Tuesday morning. I got to talk about the Knicks. I don't understand why so many people were down on this trade, you know, just by the looks of social media. And obviously you haven't been on, haven't been able to take calls on it yet. And I'm looking forward to getting back with BT. A little bit later on today, if you're listening to this when it first comes out Tuesday morning, obviously we're back on it at 10 a.m. But we haven't done a ton of Knicks, of course. They haven't really been relevant, but this is a huge trade. And I, I don't now, obviously, we have a game to react with Ananobi playing his first game as a Nick. And, you know, it was a good game for the Knicks, beating the Timberwolves at the Garden. T Wolves, the best record in the West. So the Knicks taking care of business at home. They look good. Randall is stud. More on that in a minute. But Ananobi does exactly what they need and the the part that is frustrating for me and I understand why fans are like this but it really shouldn't be the the, the case it's frustrating to see fans and it happens in in with all sports all teams all the time the connection that you have or that we as fans have to homegrown players now I generally don't have that I think in certain circumstances it holds a little bit more weight, but I really don't care where the player comes from if he produces. And I remember having this argument with Evan Roberts years ago, whoever, you know, about Mets, whether it's Daniel Murphy or David Wright, whatever. I, I don't care about the homegrown stuff. Like if the Mets could sign in the offseason Pete Alonso or Juan Soto, and some people are like, yeah, well, Alonso's homegrown. I'd say, well, who gives a crap? Soto's better. That's just one example. And I think that pertains to this Knicks trade because you look at R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, and we, as fans of homegrown players, overrate them a lot of times. We overvalue them a lot of times. Now, 
I love R.J. Barrett's attitude. I never liked the draft pick. I never liked the fact that his weaknesses made no sense. He, you read the scouting report on him. He's a shooting guard that can't shoot. Oh, oh, okay, great. Well, his strength is getting to the rim. Oh, well, that's a good thing. But his weakness is shooting free throws. Well, that's a problem. And those things never improved enough. And what kept me hanging on was the work ethic of R.J. Barrett, was the attitude of R.J. Barrett, mature beyond his years, always working his ass off to improve each and every year, even though the shot never got there. The consistency was never there. And then last year's postseason, you start to think, oh, man, R.J. Barrett, he can maybe be this star, that third star that they need to go with Brunson and Randall. Well, the truth is he was never going to be that. And if you let go, and again, great attitude, love his work ethic, but if you let go of the fact that he's homegrown, the Knicks are getting a better player that fits them better with Anunobi. And one day I'll be able to say his name correctly here, and trying to get used to it. But he, he fits better than R.J. Barrett because he can knock down the three, something Barrett could not do with any consistency, and he plays excellent defense. He's a top defender in the league. So I love the fact that Leon Rose and Thibodeau put the proper pieces in place. Now, do you like giving up Barrett? No, but you also get rid of that money and you're overpaying for a guy who's not an all-star and, and I would bet is never going to be one. So the hard part of the trade to me was not R.J. Barrett, although like I said, you know, you got to give to get. And it hurts a little bit, of course, homegrown, whatever. But the hard part then becomes Emmanuel quickly because you're not worried about the you know the the first uh, you know second round pick whatever that the, 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 the Knicks got from the Pistons you don't worry about the picks in this case and they held all their top assets with the number one picks but Emmanuel quickly who's a player that I love but and you know arguably six man of the year last year whatever instant offense off the bench Knicks obviously need that but he played the same position their superstar plays in Jalen Brunson. And they couldn't come to a contract extension agreement. He's going to want to get paid. It doesn't make sense to pay him what he's going to command on the open market or what he thinks he's worth, whatever it may be, how the you know, salaries work here in the NBA. doesn't make sense for the Knicks to pay him because they already have a point guard. They don't need another point guard. They need a backup point guard now to Jalen Brunson. So I hate the idea of losing IQ, giving him up in a trade. However, it makes sense. Oh, and by the way, not only do you get a player back in Ananobi that fits your needs better, and you're getting the best player of the bunch back. Now, quickly could eventually become the best player, but it doesn't fit the Knicks' needs, and you know, contract-wise, doesn't fit them as well as Ananobi does. But right now, he's the best player, so that's good. The pieces fit better. Oh, and by the way, Quentin Grimes will now see more minutes. And to me, when we were talking about the Knicks potentially trading, making a big trade with some of these guys, you know, did I think that it was going to be for a player the caliber of Anunobi? I know that they were after him for a while, but I was hoping that it was going to be a legitimate superstar. He is not that. But I do love this move because he makes them a better team and fits everything together nicely. However, I also love the fact that the Knicks didn't have to give up quickly and Grimes. It was always going to be Barrett plus one of quickly or Grimes. And Grimes now with elevated minutes needs to step up the role that quickly had of being instant offense off the bench. So I don't see how you can't like this move from the Knicks perspective. It fits them. They, they, they were, they were maxed out and Vicaro wrote about this in the post. And I think he was dead on correct. Like they took this team as far as they possibly could. It was fun. It was going to be fun again, watching them try to get in the postseason and seeing what they could do. But 
the reality is they, they maxed out. And they were at times a jumbled mess with the pieces not fitting the puzzle correctly. So I love that they get it. Leon Rose, Thibodeau, they get it. You have to trust them. I don't like the fact that Rose doesn't speak to the media, but forget about that. Trust them to build the team. And that is exactly what they're doing. And they're not only doing it with just bringing in a, a player that fits their needs better and that they know his skill set and what they can make of that, but also giving some other guys, like we said, Grimes and McBride, maybe getting some backup minutes, getting those guys more, more time to develop and become more significant pieces and keeping the draft picks and keeping the salaries where you want to have them, where you're paying. Now, they're going to have to pay on an OB, sure, but it's better to pay him than RJ or Quickly, who don't really fit what they're doing. Brunson, obviously, Randall. You know, it really made me, as I was watching that game um, against the T-Wolves on on Monday, really made me miss Mitchell Robinson. I know Hartenstein had a tremendous game, but, man, if they had Mitchell Robinson, it just – the pieces fit very well now with the Knicks after this trade. They cleaned it up a lot. I want a veteran backup. All due respect to McBride, he, he could be fine. I would rather have a veteran backup point guard, and maybe that's something they could acquire. And obviously, you still want, you know, you, you'd like a little bit of a star. Uh, you know, if, if you could get a two guard in particular, that would be great. That's what they're missing. Could they get Donovan Mitchell? Who knows? Give up a ton of uh, top tra- draft picks? Fine. They don't have now, though, the players to give up. At least for me, I mean, look, I guess you'd have to give up Grimes if it came down to it, but I like Grimes off the bench right now, and I I think it's important to keep the depth. Anyway, this was a great first step in cleaning this team up and making the pieces to the puzzle fit a lot better. Now, I tweeted this out yesterday in the early going of the game as I was watching the Knicks and T-Wolves. I tweeted out that, Julius Randle is way better a Nick than Carmelo Anthony ever was. And that was before he went on and had a terrific game. Randle finished, what did he do? Uh, he, was, he was awesome on the day. 9 of 13 uh, at the line, 14 of 24 overall, 39 points for Julius Randle. I even know the numbers in, in total until I just looked them up here real quick. But I watched the game and knew it was dominant and he was hitting the shot early on when Brunson wasn't keeping the Knicks in the game. Then they go on, you know, had a big second quarter and, and held on obviously to win that game. But point is everybody talks about, especially the bing bonger Nick fans, you know who you are, bing bonger Nick fans. I think Mel is the greatest thing ever. He's not, he not only couldn't even hold the jock strap of the nineties Knicks. He's not as good as Julius Randall. And you know what made me say this about Randall today? I've always liked Randall, but he's he obviously he drives us all mad. Inconsistency up and down. All-star one year, completely off the handle the next year. All-star again. And now this year may be playing his best basketball of all. But here's why I tweeted that about Randall. Because I saw him playing his ass off on the defensive end in the first quarter of a game on January 1st. And that is something Carmelo Anthony never did. Never. He didn't play defense, period. I don't care if it was the biggest game, playoff game. Melo never played defense, never gave that type of effort. Maybe never's a little strong, but it wasn't ever in the first quarter of a game in January. I can guarantee you that. And he didn't do it often enough. Randall does. He gives a shit. And that makes me love and respect him. Not to mention that the guy's been an all-star a couple of times. And I think can be a legit two to Brunson's one. Now, 
Do they need another star? Obviously, you'd love to have it. But I do believe that this core, if you add the right two guard with Brunson and Randall, those two can lead this team to a finals. I don't think they can win the title. You know, look, are they as good as Boston? No. As good as Milwaukee? No. But eventually, if they get the right pieces and they and they play defense. Now, what we're going to need to see, you know, to have that happen, obviously, is Randall do what he's done in the regular season. You know, now three of let's say the last four years, he's got to do that in the postseason. Last year, let's say it was the injury; he wasn't one hundred percent healthy. If Randall does what he's done in the regular season in the postseason. That will be the difference for the New York Knicks. And I believe he can do it. I love him. Love his attitude. Love his desire. Love the, as Buck Showalter would say, want to. He's got that want to. That's something special. That's 90s Knicks-like. Brunson, Randall. Now you bring in Ananobi, who fits their skill set well. The centers play defense. They can rebound. They play hard. Tibbs is going to, you know, he's going to teach them the right way, get them to hit the glass, get them to play defense, smart basketball team. This is a great trade for the Knicks. And the first big step in putting the pieces together for what could be a championship roster. The Knicks are back. All right, that does it for the first edition, first live edition of WFA and Daily for this 2024 year. Catch me and BT every weekday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Catch new episodes of WFA and Daily every day. They get to your podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcast at 4.30 a.m. We'll see you tomorrow.